the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I thought about how things get better when you have something to eat. Have you ever been, they call it hangry? Yeah, well, here on Carrying the Burden, it's so important to care about not just what you eat, but when you eat. So, carrying the burden, let's see, caring about what's your health? Yeah, you could call it that. Uh, you could call it caring about your wealth if you want to. I thought about whatever is a burden in your life. The thing is, the difference between carrying your burden and caring for the burden is that, one, you acknowledge that there is a burden. Half of the battle is admittance. So many people are in denial these days. Why? Because they don't want to admit that there's a problem. Do you know that there is a whole society globally that actually professes that as a concept before they can even get started? Uh-huh. Did you catch that, some of you that know that guy? And the other guy, they called him a doctor. If you don't know, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I'll tell you all about it. But you have to admit that there is something going on. Well, if you're hungry, usually you don't really admit that to people unless they're kind of close to you or they know you pretty well. And you say, I'm hungry. Ooh, hey, let's get something to eat. But there are some people, they literally, no kidding. Yeah, man, they wake up hungry. Oh, and then they see that good food. Ooh, they stop for breakfast or lunch, maybe even dinner. But isn't it funny how when you see pictures, <laughs> oh, man, all of a sudden, the power of advertising in full effect. That steak looks so good. Now, for some of you that think that you can cook, as my grandma used to say, ah, you think you can cook. Well, you can try it at home or you can just go down to the great steakhouse near you and let them do it. These days, the cost of living look. I looked at a pack of just what we used to call old-fashioned chicken eight-pack. Yeah, man, you might as well just go buy it cooked and have it already done for you for the price. It comes out cheaper. <laughs> and so on top of that, you look at the steaks, even at that place, you know, you just heard about it. Yeah, their steaks. Inflation has affected their little six-ouncer. I don't eat it. Don't be offended by me. But, hey, I just was that kid that got to go to a steakhouse. I had that family that was just a little stuck up, and they thought that that place, yeah, where they served that little tiny inexpensive steak, don't be offended. Uh, they just felt it wasn't worth it. And why? Well, there's a history there with my family. They're meat lovers, and a lot of them have passed away. But nonetheless, what does that have to do with the cost of living and being hungry and today on carrying the burden? Well, a lot of times we make judgments and we make decisions and then we make confessions and admissions based on what we care about. Did you hear that? Pick one. I had a long chat with a young lady who's caring for a lot. And I told her half of the problem with your style and manner of care is that you're too judgmental. Caregivers are judgmental. Well, if you give care, you're a caregiver. And yes, caregivers are judgmental. 
Why? Because most of us aren't in the place of the person for whom we're caring. We don't have their ailment, their illness, their weaknesses, their frailties. Right. So it's easy to pass judgment on what they could do, should do. Now, listen, caregivers, I hear you. There are those that are trying to fake us out. We know the real deal. But in the meantime, before you make a conclusion, just have a discussion. Sometimes people want to be heard. They just want you to hear them out before you assume. I call it and consume. So when you consume, what does that mean? Well, you just take it all in. You took it all in for yourself. You didn't even give them a chance. And then you assumed, uh uh-oh, yeah, we do that a lot. And then you made a decision for people that are actually capable. Now, if you're caring for people that are not capable of making decisions, literally, there are some of those people out there, they don't have the propensity mentally or otherwise to make decisions for themselves. And you care for that kind of person. I get it. But what about the people that can actually make a decision for themselves? Are you allowing them to admit, did you catch that, what their issue is? Let them tell you. Don't come in judging and assuming just because the room smells bad. (laughs) Yeah, we have to deal with all kinds of things out there for those of us that are caregivers. Now, it depends on what type of care you give and moreover, to whom you care for. Yeah, that gets deep. Uh huh. Because sometimes those of us that provide care, we have to give care for people that make, I call it contamination. Did you catch that? Yeah. And so when we have to indulge in the aroma, well, we have to make conclusions a lot of times. We really do. First of all, conclusions, decisions, the list goes on because the pressure is on to get rid of that toxicity. (laughs) So what does that have to do with being hungry? Well, it's a process. Here's the thing. When you admit that you're hungry, take your time with me. Half of the battle has been achieved. What part of the battle? Well, the battle of making a decision. So in America, we oftentimes look at other countries and basically, I'm going to say it the way I want. We steal their concepts. Lately, my mom and I, she's 80. We've just been reflecting over life and watching documentaries of times past. We watched one on the Civil War last night and earlier in the week we watched another one about babies. All these amazing things that are global and affect people globally. Okay, so how? Well, they're called effects. Now notice I said how they affect people globally. What is that? Anything that affects people will affect you. I hope you followed that. If you didn't pay attention in English grammar, you can look it up now. We have the internet. It's so easy. There's a way for you to learn. In the meantime, whatever affects you will affect not only you, but others. So if you're hungry, make a decision. After you admit it, hey, that's half of the battle. You admitted it. First step, right? Yeah, for those of you that know about that first step. Now you need to make a decision. Whoa, I think I'm carrying on there in the steps. What steps? Uh, Yeah, never mind. So when you realize that you're hungry, you have to decide what am I going to eat? Well, in America, we have so many restaurants. I don't know if you saw that history about that guy named uh, Ray Kroc. He's a big guy here. He was when he was living, especially in San Diego. And his family, in fact, they were philanthropists. They left a lot of money to my city here in San Diego. So if you're wondering who he was because you're listening, you're, you know, some other country and you don't understand fast food, you understand 
even philanthropy because it doesn't really affect you or your city. I understand, but it affected my city. And that man's name, oh, man, he and his wife had plaques and dedication ceremonies and all kinds of things going on when I was growing up because they were giving. They made decisions to help others. Well, even though they've passed away, that legacy of their decision to help others is still helping others. Did you catch that? So they affected people with their cash. They've passed away. And now the effects of that cash is still hovering over my city and even globally because they made investments with their finances into people. Yeah, there were some buildings that were built here in San Diego and some other great things, but there were organizations that they contributed to. And the people of those organizations are still executing that cash. Did you catch that? Why? Because they were able to manage the logistics of the cash. Are we talking economics here? No, that's my friend Mark the Spark. Check his show out. Uh, Yeah, he can help you with that. So in the meantime, you have to take a look at two things. What are you willing to admit that you don't care about? See, when you're hungry, that's something you care about. Oh, I'm hungry. Let's do something about this. We live in America. We have the easiest fast food system Pretty much globally, they all pretty much copied us as far as I'm concerned. That's why I brought up Ray Kroc. Yeah, he was that guy that established the franchise system of McDonald's. Now, if you want to get into the arguments, you do that and let me know your thoughts. Hey, you can email me, connect at what? LorraineCarroll.com. It's that simple. You can have your argument. I say this. He established a system for others to replicate. Now, when you care That's something that people can replicate. How? When you're kind, you help somebody else be kind, possibly to someone else. Notice, I said possibly. It doesn't mean that you're going to affect them, but kindness can be effective. Did you catch that? Love is kindness. Wow. So I noticed how people in America, we really take, I love you for granted. We just shout it out. We shout out to our families, the kids, even friends. Love you. It's just almost like a mantra. But do we really mean it? Because here's the thing. If you really mean it, where have you shown your care? Even today, have you demonstrated care where you have affected someone else in a way that now because you affected them, they're going to be more effective? Yes, Think it through, and if you haven't, you still have time. If you're in the land of the living and you still are alive, can hear this show, you still have time to care. Half of the battle is caring. Otherwise, you're apathetic. And when you're a caregiver, that's your biggest nemesis, apathy. When we choose to care, first thing we do is actually share. So what? Yeah, it sounds cute, but I've told you this on this show before. When you care, you share because why? First thing you do is you give. Usually when you're caring, you give something. You give of your mind. You give of your heart. You give of your soul. You give of your spirit. And most of us caregivers have to sacrifice and give of our bodies, our time. So the list continue. We can go down the list. But our focus right now is where is your care? Have you deposited care today? Have you shared care? I call it, hey, share the care. 
It doesn't always have to be with the person for whom you care. I told you, the first thing you can do with that person, if you're a caregiver with someone or a group of people, hey, stop passing judgment. Stop assuming. Ask. Have a conversation. If they're able, and if you have to make the decisions for them, maybe start from the seat of compassion. If this were me, hmm, how would I feel? Make the decision based on how you would feel. And I hope it's with some compassion. That's what Jesus did. He moved with compassion. That's what the Bible says. So when you make those decisions to make a move, do it with compassion. Even when you're picking out the steakhouse, well, it depends. Are you going alone? Are you going with a friend? Have some, let's say, uh, concern. We'll call it concern for now. I have a friend that is vegan. And if I choose a restaurant and I say, yeah, let's go to a steakhouse, did I really show concern? Was I moved with compassion? Or was I moving in pure selfishness because I want a steak and I want it now? I'm hungry. So think about it. Where do you show care? Do you sacrifice how much you really want that steak in that moment and say, I'm going to care about my companion that I'm about to share lunch with, dinner with, and see what they might want or need. Oftentimes we don't because we're just naturally, what? The S word. Oh, you haven't heard it in a while on carrying the burden. But half of the burden that we carry, watch this, is selfishness. Yeah. See, that's a burden. Why? Because it's sin. Selfishness is sin. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Jean McKinney. God is looking over those of us that learn that lesson in this life, that when you are selfish, you're in sin. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's heavy, right? I learned that lesson and it changed my life. I began to ask the Lord for forgiveness so much in the course of a day because I realized that my actions had been so selfish, so self-motivated, so self-inclined. Notice the key word self. It was about me. When you only care about yourself, you are selfish. Some people call it vanity. Some people call it pride, arrogance. Oh, we have tons of words in the Bible to talk about what that is and what it means to be selfish. So when you share the care, the first thing you have to do is relinquish what? The selfishness. Get rid of it. Let it go. And that is how you relinquish, let go of what? The burden. The burden of what? Selfishness, which is sin. And then what do you do? Instead of carrying that burden, you choose to care about something more meaningful than yourself. So if you're hungry, you're ready to go get something to eat, and you're with someone, even if you're alone, watch this, what do you do? Well, I eat alone, and I go out to eat by myself. Okay, well, what about the server? Was there a server? Usually at a steakhouse, there will be a server. I don't know, Todd, have you been to... I don't know, a self-serve steakhouse? Maybe we should go in business and do that. I don't know if it will work or not. I but... actually have a long time ago. Oh, okay. Uh, where was it? you cook it yourself. Oh, that's right. Self-serve at home. <laughs> so where you get to be selfish, cook it yourself, and do nothing with anyone else. I got it. So if you're cooking that steak at home, even if it's for Todd, his family, and whomever who's ever there to eat it, right? If he cooks the steak, but he doesn't share the steak, is he being selfish? Hmm. Well, when you think about it, I thought about it. Yeah, it's pretty selfish. I cooked a steak that cost me 25 bucks, 
and I was selfish. and didn't even offer the person next to me some of the steak. Uh, even in my own home, yes. And caregivers usually are having to provide care at home. I've seen caregivers on the streets, in the hospitals. Doctors, nurses are caregivers. Uh, even the medical assistants that changed your sheets before you got into that bed for uh, your respite after surgery. Yeah, somebody changed the sheets. They cared, I hope. They wanted their job. That was enough, right? Incentive to change the, the sheets? Yeah, yeah, to keep their job. They care, but it's all about motive. So when you care to share, that's when you get yourself out of it and you bring others into it. Um, I could share by myself. I did it all the time as an only child. Yeah, some of you forget. I did have toys and I would share with my dolls. <laughs> I would share with my stuffed animals, especially when you're playing kitchen is what I called it. You're cooking dinner and you're setting the table and you sit everybody around it on your floor and you're imagining that you're having dinner that, yeah, you cook. See, I grew up in the 70s where people actually used to cook dinner um, oftentimes at home. So that was something that I saw. It was fun. I liked it. So that's what I did. But what if I was growing up just cooking the dinner by myself. Don't be miserable. Don't be sad. And don't resent me because I had a fun childhood. Hey, look, I got to share, even as a child, with my imaginary friends called my dolls and my stuffed animals. But in the meantime, I'm an adult now. I have that same attitude in my adulthood. It's easier when you practice sharing because selfishness is innate. So you have to work against it. So if you do go to that place where there's, uh, let's say, self-service food, they used to call them buffets, right? Uh, do those even exist anymore? Well, we've had this thing called COVID. I don't know. But what about you? Are you going to care when you have to share in the line and when you have to share the space? Are you going to give someone some space and grace is what I call it? Even if they're slowful, maybe they have Parkinson's and it takes them a little longer to get their hand to the spoon. But you're so hungry and you're so in a hurry because, yeah, it's all about you. Remember, I told you at the beginning, being hungry can affect, with the A, other people. And so the key is, how did you cause them to feel, though? They might not have even noticed you. Let me tell you, older people... (laughs) That's the best part about them. They usually have given up caring about what you think. (laughs) Is that apathy somewhat? Is it good apathy? I don't know. That's something we can discuss. I don't want to debate that one. You can connect at LorraineCarroll.com and we can figure it out. Someone said, now, how do you spell that? L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E. And I have two R's and two L's on my last name. Yeah, for those of you that have been trying to figure that out, yeah, it's it's okay. Send the email again, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I want to know, do you have that grandparent? Are you caring for someone that's a little slower in their reach? Seems like it takes them forever to eat. You can't eat until they finish eating and frustrating, right? Well, even in that moment, you get to sacrifice. You get to sacrifice what? Care? Yes, actually, because caring is, one, a choice. Caring is sacrificial. But most of all, one of the greatest things I've realized this week Caring is an investment. We've talked about that right here on Carrying the Burden. Why? Because if you should live, watch this, you don't have to be old. You might need a caregiver. That might be your spouse. That might be your child. 
That might be your next door neighbor. Could be a cousin, friend, but you just might be in a situation where you need care. I saw a young guy in my neighborhood. He looked 19 and he had the biggest boot on his leg from surgery because he's an athlete and he was walking with crutches. Well, he was kind of, I don't know if that's walking, but he was stepping on it. So I said, so you've made enough progress now where you can actually put pressure on your foot now? And he said, yeah, it's been about six weeks. I said, six weeks? Good grief. I can't imagine the inconvenience. But what if he didn't have anybody to assist him? There are a lot of people that need care, whether they tell you or not. He made it look easy. I don't know if you've ever been on crutches. I had to give them up before I left the doctor's office, and we had to come up with another solution. I couldn't do it. So this young man, six weeks, that's a long time. What about you? Can you manage care for yourself in the course of a day? Sure, for the most part. What about a lifetime? Well, is that selfish then? Well, the way I see it is when you don't share the care, it does become selfish. So where are you going to invest your care? Where are you going to start caring? When are you going to start caring? Have you found someone to care about or with or even deposit into? Maybe it's the coworker that just needs a nice, upbeat good morning. And that's it. You might be the shyest person, but hey, I'm still from the old school. You greet people when you walk in the room. It's not up to them. It's up to you. They were there first. That's how I was taught. So when you come into the office, the kitchen at home, wherever, look, when you enter in, it's on you to say hello. Can you try that today? How's your day? I know at some of the drive through restaurants, they sound so beat up. I'm ready when you are. What? I thought this was a restaurant. <laughs> Okay, so that makes me immediately say, wow, they need someone to care about them in this moment. How's your day? Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Oh, it's going to get better, and I'm done. Isn't that a great place to plug that song, Todd? Yeah, the theme music to this show, Everything Gets Better, it does. By choice, though. See, it's all about the way you experience life. If you care, if you opt to care, half of the battle is admitting that you care. So if you're walking around and you don't care, you need to take that up with yourself. Why don't I care? Uh, Usually it's because you're selfish and it's okay. That's half of the admittance process. If you can admit how selfish you are in the course of a day where you really don't care about what they think, what they feel, what they want, what they need, who's they, whoever the they are in your life, then if you can admit that you don't care, that's half of the battle. The other half of the battle is making a decision to do something about what you don't care about. I have found that I just pray, Lord, I really don't care. And I have to pray often because I don't care a lot. What? (laughs) I thought this is the caregiver show. It is. And how can I, Lorraine, be a caregiver and not care? Because I'm selfish, I told you. And what happens is because I do pray, The Lord, my God, Jesus, the Christ. I told a young lady, his last name is not Christ. She's new to this. Hey, give her some space and grace. And she laughed. But the anointed one, the Christ, the Christos, he reminds me, that's not right, Lorraine. Go back and fix it. Uh, So then comes humility, and then there I go. 
honor is back in alignment with my life. Because before I can get to any honor, I have to stay humble. The Bible says that twice in Proverbs. You can check it out on your own time and dime. For now, we're going to say this. Once you admit it, what? That you're selfish, yes. You've relinquished the burden. So you're not carrying the selfishness anymore. Get it? Oh, because I care about the fact that I'm selfish. Ah, yes, it's coming around now. Then make the decision. Okay, Lord, I hate that I don't care. Well, actually, sometimes I just don't care. Listen, my prayers sound like serious battle. I don't know about yours. I admire all the people that have the sweet prayers. I call them the now I lay me down to sleep prayers. No, my prayers sound like war and battle zones (laughs) and all kinds of noise going on in my head and in my spirit. It's boom, 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 all this crazy chaotic stuff because usually when you're in a form of selfishness, it goes against God. So what do you do right now? I admit, one, that I'm selfish. Two, I make a decision to try and do better. And how do I do that? By acknowledging, one, I need help. So I say, help, Lord, help me with this. Help me with this caregiving stuff. See, some of you think that caregiver is just a title for those that are getting a paycheck. And so you put that caregiver concept into a box. All of us are caregivers. That's the revelation I had for 2023. We're now in my favorite month of the year, June. Half of the month will be what? Trying to do better for me. And then by the end of the month, we will have pretty much gone through half of the year. So I got about a half of a year and a half or something like that to do better with my care. What about you? Start today. Change your attitude about how you care so that you don't have to carry the burden of caring, but you can care the burden. Did you catch all that? You've been listening to Carrying the Burden. That's C-A-R-I-N-G. With me, little Rain Carol, right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM in San Diego, anywhere on your podcast station. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.